in Ruinerwold trof de politie de vader en zes andere kinderen aan in een kleine afsluitbare ruimte in de boerderij. Vandaag bleek dat ze niet staan ingeschreven bij de basisregistratie. Bij het boerenprotest in Groningen van afgelopen maandag is de schade aan het provinciehuis begroot op ongeveer 13.000 euro. De deur werd met een trekker geforceerd en ook is de gevel van het provinciehuis met eieren besmeurd. Daarnaast zijn er één of twee ramen kapot gegaan. In dat bedrag van 13.000 euro zit nog niet de schade aan het gras op het Martini-kerkhof, dat grasveld is van de gemeente Groningen. De boeren hebben gisteren al laten weten dat ze dat gras zelf wel willen herstellen. En uit onderzoek van TNO blijkt dat Nederland op eenzame hoogte staat als het gaat om de productie van stikstof in Europa. Per hectare is de stikstofopbrengst gemiddeld vier keer zoveel als in andere Europese landen. Volgens TNO wordt het probleem veroorzaakt door de uitstoot van ammoniak afkomstig van de veeteelt. Het wegverkeer en de industrie veroorzaken veel vervuiling door de uitstoot van stikstofdioxide. Van alle Nederlandse stikstof gaat er drie keer zoveel over de grens naar buurlanden dan er bij ons binnenkomt. Het weer vanavond regent het bijna overal en op sommige plaatsen ook langdurig. Het is vannacht een graad of 12 bij een matige zuidwestenwind. Morgen wordt het opnieuw wisselvallig. Op sommige plaatsen is er zon, maar met name in het zuidoosten ook af en toe regen. Het wordt morgen zo'n 15 graden. Tot zover het radionieuws. called Boyer Stomp by a guy called Dennis. Don't know. Uh, I was actually just talking to my friend Santi in studio who is a French speaker and I was like, can you can you get this? Do you understand what are the words? 
And she was like, kind of a little bit, but that's because I did some research and I was trying to find the words to the song. Um, but it's Creole French from like Missouri. Apparently there was like um, Quebec migration in like the 1850s to Missouri. And like there's a town in Missouri that all speaks French. They play fiddle like this. That's fun. Um, but today uh, in studio, I wanted to have a good little sit down with some friends, kind of recuperate in preparation for exams, listen to some fun songs. Today in studio, I have Zaki, Sachit, uh, Bella, Gabby, and Santi, and we're going to have some fun. Um, I think first I'd like to set a quick little agenda. Um, we're going to be talking about Sonder Magazine, a fun little lit mag that's in uh, Maastricht and that's starting up very cool initiative beautiful stuff and then Santi's going to talk to us about feminists of Maastricht a little bit um, can I go ahead and start the conversation yeah yeah please yeah, of course. yeah so Sonder Magazine um, what's up what is it I think lit mags are awesome like zines have a cool history just all the time what is this what is this offering what is Sonder yeah so it's um it's a small magazine that's been started by a group of people in Maastricht. Um, the, the aim of it, I guess, is to kind of have it as a discussion platform. So we want to bring in lots of different ideas um, evolving around society and politics um, and bring them all into one place uh, that people can, can read and, and engage with as well is the most important part of it. Mm -hmm. uh, we want it to kind of bring up some discussion so we're using social media for that as well. So it's not just a printed magazine, it's also um, an online group. And uh, we're also starting some workshops and discussions and documentary screenings and things like that. What kind of conversations are you trying to highlight with the magazine? Because I, uh, I flipped through, I have a, a copy in front of me, um, and it's pretty satirical. Um, there's, mm -hmm. some, there's one titled The Real Game of freaking thrones <laughs> um and it's satirical uh politically relevant um and the art is amazing the collages i think are wonderful fantastic but uh like what kind of things what kind of community are you does this magazine want to want to bring about i think that's kind of the beauty of it like this is just the first issue that mm -hmm. we've printed that you're looking at now and i think it's going to develop a lot in the future but at the moment we were really just trying to bring in lots of different perspectives so for this magazine uh, there isn't necessarily a theme for it we just asked um people from actually all over <laughs> all over not just from maastricht um if they wanted to contribute anything um any ideas or any art that they wanted to to have printed just to ha just to see where it went really um and then from this you know i guess that's where the where the discussion starts i think in the future we'll probably try to make each issue a bit more thematic um and so you'll be able to see different perspectives on a sing on like a broad but singular topic um but yeah different perspectives from all over is is the aim how often are issues coming out at the moment we're thinking bi-monthly mm -hmm. um we've just got a, a larger group of people that are really passionate and interested and wanting to bring new ideas into Sonder, which is really exciting. Um, and that makes it obviously the kind of uh, creation process a little bit easier, a little bit less less pressure on a few people. Um, so that's exciting as well. And I think that that's, yeah, at the moment we're thinking bi-monthly, but maybe that will change. Yeah, We're also going to uh, try to set up, set up an online blog. Um, 
and for this we'll be releasing articles and art and poetry a bit more frequently than just the printed journals uh, but at the moment this is our first issue and it's gone well so far and that's exciting that's yeah, so exciting, exciting. Um, I, 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 I'm personally really excited about this I think um, I was a part of my high school's lit mag and like even just collecting the the different art that people drew or like poetry yeah. or like short stories people had and collecting them into a space and like physically flipping through something sorry there's a, a telephone in the studio that's ringing right now and um that'll just be in the background nice <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i think i think this is such a cool thing um, how can how can people support? Like, I know there has to be costs going into this in terms of mm. printing or, like, just organizing this stuff. Yeah. How can people get involved and support? Um, well, what we did for, for printing costs, for example, I mean, it's a non-profit magazine, right? Mm -hmm. So we're not making any profit yeah, on it. Yeah, of course. We, we're here, I mean, it's, it's important and we think that it's really, like, uh, an important thing for society and for Maastricht in general. But it's also meant to be fun and something that we enjoy creating and that people enjoy reading. And that's really important. That's a that's a really like key factor within it. So support is really just engaging with Sonder, both the magazine and the workshops and online and the blog posts. I think, you know, we to raise money we had a Sonder launch party and lots of people came to support that and it was all donation based uh, which i think kind of goes in with this sonder theme as well where lots of people coming together you know it's kind of this uh discussion atmosphere mm -hmm. that that's that's being created um and and you know i think i mean part of sonder our ideas behind making it was that we could um Bring, there's lots of information out there, lots and lots of ideas, and it's kind of all over the place. And we think information is really important, but also the dialogue that comes with yeah. it. And having that dialogue with readers is the best way to support. Yeah, I love that. Yes, yeah, support Sonder. Um, and it's Sonder, like the word, S-O-N-D-E-R. Mm -hmm. That's the one, Beautiful yeah. word. Thank you. Um, <laughs> that's very exciting. Thanks so much, guys. May I ask, the word Sonder, what exactly does that mean? That's a very good question. <laughs> um, okay, I think, oh yeah, we've got the definition right here. So we found the, we found the word, um, it's in like, it's not in like the Oxford Dictionary or anything like that, it's in like one of the kind urban of dictionary. urban dictionaries. Um, the best dictionaries. Exactly, exactly. So it's a Tumblr word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell us that. Yeah. Um, but it basically means it's the realisation that each random passerby is living a life as vivid and complex as your own. It's the feeling of passing by strangers and realising that everyone you see has their own opinions, perspectives and thoughts. A recognition of the individuality of experience and that everyone has a story. So we like to think of it like... Um, when you see people and you realize everyone's got their own little things going on inside their minds everyone's had a different experiences and different opinions and thoughts and you'll never really know exactly everything about that but it's nice to um try to jump on that feeling and see if we can mm -hmm. get a discussion going that's so cool thank you awesome lovely yeah. i think uh I think in the meantime, um, before I want to chat with Santi about Feminists of Maastricht, I think we can jump to a song that uh, you guys brought in. Um, so um, we had asked Sonder to like bring in a couple of songs, a couple of tracks, and uh, uh, Gabby and Bella brought in like songs, and it was listed like 
the African song, the Indian <laughs> song, <laughs> the Arabic song. So we don't really know this much us. about the songs. Yeah. Uh, Not us. <laughs> no responsibility. Uh, this was completely anonymous. But we don't really know much information about the songs, but that doesn't mean we can't still bop. So I think I think I want to put on the one Sachet was talking a little bit of a dirt about. There was some tea in studio earlier, and I want to... I want to bring that up. Such it refuses to come in before we all listen to the song. <laughs> Call your lawyer, Such it quickly. This is, uh, what song is this? This is a song by Pankaj Das called Niklo, Niklo Na Binakab. Binakab, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's it. Beautiful. Enjoy. <laughs> पूछा जो मैंने आपका परदाओ क्या हुआ कहने लगी के अक्ल पे मर्दों की पड़ गया निकलो ना बेनकाब Oh, 
मतलब छुपा हुआ है यहाँ हर सवाल में 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 दो सोच कर जवाब जमाना खराब है दो सोच कर तुम आ गए हो ना आखिर फरेब में राशिद तुम आ गए हो ना आखिर फरेब में um we were talking about this song while it was playing and apparently there's a lot of cultural subtext that goes into understanding what this song is about and apparently it's really sad but that's the tea and i have nothing else to add i hope sajid does um i don't know if i'll call the song sad necessarily it's um you said depressing on a sunday yeah but that's how i feel about it because that's when i heard it mm. that's that's the subtext of me listening to it you know this is the kind of music that i remember it kept me up at 3am because somebody was blasting it off their you know wedding speaker setup and yeah It's uh, not a lot of fun to stay up because of because this is playing in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not even sure how to parse this as music because I've just heard wow. it as an as a background annoyance much more than as music, you know. Oh my god. But the thing is the thing that you're describing about like hearing it in the background at 3 a.m. that's also me with reggaeton and you know <laughs> I will always have a huge place in my heart for reggaeton. Look, I literally grew up in a neighborhood where there was a lot of Puerto Rican people and there was a lot of reggaeton playing all the time. So, it has a lot of, a big certain sort of nostalgia for me. Zaki, I think you and I have very different responses to things that we don't want in our, you know, in in our general environment. I think I think Zaki is just a nicer person here. That's what this goes to show. I mean, if I'm the nicer person, okay, I'll take that. <laughs> very smooth, wow. Zaki, very smooth. Very smooth. Goodness gracious. But I'd like to ask the Sandra people why they chose this song without 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 as much bias as I would like to give. But yeah, why why the song? <laughs> so this is this is chosen by someone that was part of the Sandra team. And honestly, I think it's just a song that he enjoys. I think it's just a song that he likes that he discovered on Spotify. Quite understandable. Which is yeah. nice. I, yeah. I mean, I can chill to that song. Yeah, I think I, it's nice. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It goes. Yeah. But I do see what you mean on sad Sundays like <laughs> <laughs> I mean I think it's perfectly valid to have sad sunday music 
I think we all ha- we all have sad Sunday music. We need sad Sunday music. Exactly. Sometimes Thank you. Sundays are sad. Yeah, yeah. But I just think that in my case, I have been um, the. I've been the unintended recipient of other people's sad too long, and this has been the kind of music that that has been, you know, pop, that, that that has been. Yes, yeah, so I guess I just have some preconceived impressions about this kind of music. That's all. But I'm sure it's perfectly good music for other people, and it's uh, sort of it sort of has a light Indian classical vibe, which I'm sure must also be nice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yes, um, but I quickly just to plug Sander. How can people? Uh, how can people get the mag? How can people read? Yeah, okay, so we have, so as I said before, we're on loads of social media. Yes. Um, and we, so you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Instagram, we're going to have a blog soon. And the printed journals oh, themselves. Okay, yeah. Wait, that's okay. a lot. And then, <laughs> and then the, the printed journals you can find, um, we did some distribution at a party um, at the Mandrill last time. We actually do have a party coming up at the Mandrill on the 23rd. Um, so you can support this as a cultural free zone printed paper, but also the Mandrill as a cultural free zone. I think I also saw some of these at Food Bank as well. Yes, definitely. Yeah, we were at Food Bank, which is the LBB. Um, they're also in Kato by Kato and some other cafes within Maastricht. But we generally post when we're going to do like a stand, like at the food bank, for example, we'll post that on Facebook. So if you're following us on Facebook, you can see when you can get a copy. But in the local cafes, they're just, uh, they'll be there kind of permanently and you can go and pick up a copy. Lit. I can't wait to see more. Lit magazine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Yeah, and especially because recently... Uh, everything is non-profit so like we decided to distribute them um, for free and if you're going to cut by cuddle or like coffee or tea zone that kind of stuff like you can also get a copy for free if you want to awesome thanks so much you guys sweet I'm excited to hear more and I'm excited to read more thank you we're excited to make more as well that's part of the fun as well I really like the idea of a free lit mag because I like to I am generally very much in support of uh, making cultural output as accessible as possible to people. Mm. Of course, as a producer of cultural output, I I do recognize that there's a side concern of how do people like us, you know, eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a bit of a side concern, but I'm sure that you guys have some in, have some well, original and interesting plans for that and as long as you can afford to keep it free, I think that's just, it's amazing. It's really nice to hear that. Exactly. And I think that's important as well that people can can read and engage and like, and their money doesn't have to come into it. You know, like anyone can engage in this discussion, which is really important. Exactly. And if you want to give people a platform for their voice, then I think access Mm -hmm. is just about the most important barrier to, you know, overcome. And if you think about the history of the printed word, then access has been the dominant factor in shaping how, how it has changed societies. When you think of, you know, texts that have had some kind of cultural or political significance, as soon as they assumed, I mean, before they assumed the significance, the, the barrier to access was broken. Exactly, exactly. And like supporting, the lo- yeah, exactly, like supporting these local artists in whatever form they, that we can is just part of it, really important. Sounds amazing. I'm looking forward to the to reading this episode, to reading the first edition actually tonight. I think I'm, I have plans with my friends, which I'm going to ditch and read this instead. Ah, oh, great <laughs> choice, fantastic choice. We can talk about it after. Of course. <laughs> I guess I really am nicer than you. Wow. Yeah. Thanks, Zaki. Thanks. Oh my goodness. Well, um, what's up next, Anastasia? Uh, 
I want to talk to Santi. Uh, I, she's beautiful, beautiful voice, and she's here representing uh, the feminists of Maastricht. I think first on a, a basic thing, like, um, what are you doing with feminists of Maastricht right now? What is the like immediate plans for the future? What can people look forward to? So thank you for having me here. Of course. <clears throat> um, so Feminists of Maastricht is a young organization. Uh, we started around two years ago, and it was really small at first, and now we're getting bigger and bigger, which is great. Um, so right now we have weekly meetings um, every Thursday night at 6 at the law faculty, and we want to be open to everyone. So students, not students, everyone is welcome. Um, every faculty is um everyone literally uh, men are more than welcome <laughs> as well <laughs> so if Zaki or Sachi want to join you're more than welcome thank um, you so much so that's for the weekly meeting for let's say active members uh, if you want to come on a often basis let's say uh, but then we also have uh, plenty of events um, every month uh, we try to have at least three events a month so it could be a lecture workshop or a movie night. We just had a movie night last week. Uh, we had. We want to have a lecture uh, begin beyond. Yeah, in the beginning of November, and we have also debates and drinks. So we just meet up um, in a cafe, uh, in a bar, and we have little debates. We talk about different things, a lot of things, not only based on strict feminism. We're really open to intersectionality, so we tackle a lot of subjects, which is great. Um, and yeah, we do a lot of collaborations also with other associations um, because we think that it's really important. So if Zander as well <laughs> wants to collaborate, <laughs> that would be great. Uh, so for example, next uh, lecture would be uh, in collaboration with ACMOS, which is the Afro-Caribbean um, Maastricht University Society, and we're going to have a lecture on cultural appropriation. Um, yeah, we do a lot of events. Um, also, we, in collaboration with the uni, last year we did uh, we organized the Diversity Day, for example, um, with Dionics as well. Um, so we yeah we collaborate a lot, and yeah I think that's. I it. love that. <coughs> I um, I think one thing that struck me was the the like the debate cafes. Like I think my experience with those types of attempts at having debate on really sensitive topics like that always ends up super messy um but how does that how how do you think of those things like how how is your experience with those i mean the, by the feminists maastricht the whole aim of our association is to create debate um so that's great if yeah of course you can never expect what people are going to mm -hmm. say. So sometimes we have some little trolls coming, uh, especially for open events like debates and drinks. I think, yeah, it was our first, very first event. Some people came, like two guys, and they literally were that they're only to troll. But it was funny because uh, some of our members are really, really into their subject and really based on their position. Mm -hmm. And they tried to... Yeah, they were not fighting, but <laughs> they put them in their place, let's say. Oh. Um, <laughs> it was really fun yeah. to watch. It was really fun to watch. But most of the times, everything, like, so far, everything went so really well. Um, debate and people, like, act like roundups. <laughs> so they just listen to each other. Um, so, yeah, it's a very cool way to debate because... I think everyone uh, who's willing to come and participate is already kind of aware um, but we 
that's the issue as well because we don't want only the debate to go in one way. So that's why we want it to be open to everyone, even people who don't really know about feminism, feminism in general, or people who don't identify as feminist, just so they can come and understand or try to share their opinion, and so we can just discuss. So, yeah, yeah. I think. Um, I think with things like you uh, highlight with feminists of Maastricht and you guys highlight with Sonder, like those those items thematically benefit so much from discussion and dialogue and I and and enforcing and creating spaces with which that dialogue can happen because you have to talk about fem- feminism. You have to talk about how like experience relate to feminism. You have to talk about how experiences relate to um, the political sphere current uh current goings on like those things benefit from that kind of interpersonal connection and i think it can be really difficult to situate that sometimes so i think i i'm just thanks thank you for you guys for like creating those spaces because i think those are the most important things um because you have to have a space before you can have a dialogue of course it also makes me really happy to hear from santi that you um had roles at a debate cafe and you successfully prevented them from, you know, um, taking over the narrative because as I'm sure I speak for everybody who's ever been on the internet, that it's nice to hear of, you know, a troll takeover being averted um, when it it comes to any kind of political, you know, discussion. And I wanted to ask Santi, um, but I mean, how would you open the debate for people with dissenting opinions? Because I would imagine that that's a crucial part of debating without having them disrupt the narrative or, you know, interfere with the process of, of uh, you know, discussion? Um, so, for example, for our weekly meetings, um, how it goes, it's we first have a presentation. Um, so one person is presenting their topic of the week. Right. And then we start with the... Um, the discussion and there's obviously the a moderator because we don't want the debate to go in every sense but it always starts uh for example last time the last um meeting that we had uh it was about hair we, we were talking about like how uh body hair is perceived on women and men and then uh the person who did the presentation cecil started asking questions to the audience like how do you feel about hair why for you is it bad or not um, so it starts like that, and then of course you, everyone have different opinions on such topics. Um, but yeah, I, I think the main uh, thing to avoid people going everywhere is like the role, the important role of the moderator, um, who's trying to calm down the whole uh, discussion. Right. Um, but we want to hear um, everyone. We don't want to um, stop people from saying stuff. And most of the times, people are really. Um, intelligent in the way they talk they don't try to start a fight or they don't try to to be mean to each other so it always goes well um and even if the opinion is um let's say scandalous or something that it's not the opinion that everyone has um it's always going fine uh, because everyone listens to each other in a very respectful way that's great to hear thanks santi thank you Thank you so much, Santi. Um, you had a song you brought in. Yeah. Can you uh, introduce it to us? Um, so uh, it's from Angèle, uh, who's uh, a Belgian artist, very famous one. Um, she's also a feminist. Uh, everyone knows her for her song uh, Balance Ton Quoi, which was a very, let's say, feminist song. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came out last year. It was really famous. But today uh, we're going to listen to her last song that just came out. So I hope you enjoy it. Thank you. 
fun thank you so much santi for bringing that in studio with us today uh we have some exciting things happening at the table right now we have some great people moving and shaking the town and uh i want to have a moment to talk about the different things that are happening gabby anybody santi uh so like we were talking that like maybe we could also talk a little bit about the cultural free zone and yeah. uh, like how's their current situation now in, in maastricht because to be honest, things are kind of like going to the south. Yeah. And um, before, like five years ago, there are eight cultural free zones in Maastricht. But right now, like because a lot of pressure from municipality and EPAL, like right now, um, Mandro and the Kunstfond are both uh, getting evicted uh, by the end of November. And um, also like another squad called the B uh, as well so like in the end like within five years there's probably only going to be LBB left in Maastricht uh, personally I think like um, it is a really frustrating thing for the cultural discussion here in Maastricht in this city 
and uh, yeah, like I think we should brought up, bring up more discussion about this, and uh, uh, also like one of our intention to make Sunder, like at least for myself, is to put the cultural free zone on paper, and uh, so that people can take this cultural free zone to like anywhere they want in their house, in their um, classroom, in another country, and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say it's, it's such a shame as well because uh, these cultural free zones that are in that are in the city are always well known for being such a welcoming space where everyone is welcome and um, to have a good time basically and and to be together and there's workshops and discussions and it's similar to feminist Maastricht, uh, Santi and, and Sonda, like where we are, we can bring all these people together and have a discussion because that's really important for communication and for learning. And it kind of feels like um, a lot of the like physical spaces where we can do this are are being taken away at the moment. So anything that we can do that can get a conversation going is really important. Um, yeah, I completely agree. Uh, the issue with Maastricht, it's like it lacks of uh, debate places mm -hmm. and uh, associations like ours, for example, uh, were meant to bring out debate and it's in those cultural free zones that we can actually meet and we can have create debate and they welcome us and they create debate they welcome everyone um they for example if i can quote lady fest at mandrill uh which is also a feminist association um since the beginning there before we started before uni or like a student-based association started they were here and it's such a shame that they're being evicted because we need them to create debate and welcome people. Exactly. Uh, recently, um, yeah, for school, I've been studying a lot of municipal policy of Maastricht, and there is such an emphasis on creating a creative city um, that that is beneficial for the municipality, but also for the people who live here. Um, but in practice, it, it seems like the city is just barely tolerating these spaces and has only barely tolerated these spaces for as long as they've existed. Regardless of the values um, that they bring into practice, which is such a shame and it's so disappointing. Um, because of course it always comes down to money and if the city can make more money by selling off a piece of land then they're gonna do it, regardless of the cultural cost. And that is such a shame. But I'd like to ask Anastasia, maybe you or any of our guests could answer this. What is the municipality's argument for evicting the Mandarin constraint? And in general, they seem to be adopting an anti-cultural free zone, anti-squad policy. They must have their reasons, and um, I'm sure that, I, I don't know if they're valid, but they, they're valid from a certain perspective, the one they're operating from. But what are the reasons, does anybody know? Um, uh, not to cut you guys off, but from what I understand, it's development it's growing the city in terms of um, land that is able to be rented out. Right. Um, some sort of profit to expand the city's population in terms of like home density, um, office spaces, uh, quote unquote productive places, um, which of course traditionally spaces like the Mandrill do not fit into because regardless of the creative output that's being put out from those spaces, it's not quantifiable or based in a financial setting yeah not quantifiable by an economic flow yeah, yeah absolutely yeah i wonder what our guests have to say about that especially since we were talking to uh, bella and gabby from sonder about the fact that they let mag is free yes uh what is your what are your thoughts on this 
on on the quantifying on the quantification of you know cultural input and output in in monetary terms um yeah so like i think this is this is just i suppose where where i would very much differ from the municipality in that in i would guess the, so yeah exactly. the uh like the beauty of places like um mandrill and and the other cultural free zones in maastricht are, are very much that they don't have a monetary output, you know, exactly. that they don't fit into this economic flow because it's so important to have an inclusive space that's also a free space. Um, and and when, once you start bringing money into this, it's, n- it's no longer so much about just the exploration for exploration's sake, you know, and, and, that's, and that's why it's really important. And I think if you talk to, I mean, Maastricht is made up of international students and if you talk to most students, they will say that they have been to mm-hmm. these spaces, you know, and they've enjoyed them and they're part of friendships and they're part of creating and they're part of s- such like a hub within the city. And I am very intrigued to see if these spaces go, what the student um, life and networks and communication between students and will look like. Uh, and also like to answer your question about like how municipalities uh, having their arguments about like closing Mandra and Kronspont. Uh, I think like after they close this place, they want to renovate it and uh, turn it into um, a cultural space for Maastricht, which Mandra and Kronspont is like they already a cultural free space for 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 Maastricht, but uh, what municipality is trying to do is to create, um, do something for the so-called city image to make it like nice, posh, and clean, and uh, have like artists inside. It's kind of like make it something like Tefaf that you need to pay seventy-five euros to have like entry tickets, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, I don't think this is like. Um, a city like I don't think this is the right way for a city to support uh, their cultural scene like by doing this because cult- culture and art is not just like about posh clean and the, like high end stuff it's really about like how things are rooted in people and especially for all these international students and the local artists yeah I think I think if you um, only create if you if you only encourage the creation of art for mo- for you know monetary value then you will only get a certain kind of art <clears throat> and personally what i liked about these free zones is that they encourage the creation of arts that of art that had nothing to do with you know a monetary incentive mm-hmm. this is things that this is stuff that people did of their own free will and personally i would be i'm very sad to see the see it go um we are in fact uh, at at srm we are working on um a, a concept for an episode where we hope to you know dive into this topic in more depth so for everybody listening i hope that you will tune in whenever that will be we'll announce that on our facebook page uh santi what what would you have to say about the the you know us losing mandrill what does it mean for feminists of maastricht um mandrill already hosted us uh not as feminists of maastricht but like organizations like lady fest uh they organize meetups every saturday or something like that and um it's a place where the feminist debate was brought up way before we were created and it's the only place where feminist debate was brought up which is uh crazy because in a city like maastricht where almost half of the population are students um and no one is talking about it it's yeah it's it's crazy and like 
that's where uh, we can actually open debates. Right now, we have um, the law faculty where we have the weekly meetings. But we definitely already uh, talked about meeting there. We already had a movie night at LBB, for example. So losing spaces like this is like yeah, such a shame for us. Right. I think uh, I think your answer really highlights something that I've always felt about Maastricht. That if you map the city out, you would see that there's no dearth of free space of public space in the city it's um, well designed and yet i don't actually see any students occupying these public spaces uh, these public spaces seem to be occupied by other people and of course i'm i'm glad that public space is put to use and i'm glad that public space exists but there seems to be something there's there's a disconnect between students as users of the city and the city because um, these public spaces do not do not seem to invite students and instead students seem to prefer these cultural free zones and yeah, going back to what uh, Gabi and Bella said, I'm also wondering what will happen with uh, the student community when we see the mandrel go. And uh, also, like, I think uh, one thing I want to add to this topic is that, like, how I see mandrel and uh, like f uh, organization like Feminists of Maastricht uh, would connect. Like, I think the core of this, like, the problem is uh, taking up space, and it's also like one of my personal problems. Um, I think like for uh, women, it's like really hard to take up space in many like social contexts, and also like to have space for these people, and also to have space in the city is also very crucial. And right now, we can see in this society like um, women don't really have a lot of space, and like as students or like as uh, young spirits, like young people, we're also losing our space, and uh, for me, it's like really sad. Um, therefore, like I think, it, for both all the feminists and also like for people who really care about all this cultural free zone, we really need to know like how to stand for our space, and uh, maybe not to like force it or push it, but like we need to keep our space. Yeah, and unfortunately, the municipality is really making us fight for a space of our own. Um, which again, I think is such a shame. Um, but of course, there's always going to be larger economic pressures at play. But I think there's always going to be an opportunity to find a space and to make a community again. Um, and I don't think that's going to be lost when the mandrel is no longer the, the mandrel as it as we knew it. It's just going to have to change and it's just going to have to take a different shape. Um, and that's life, unfortunately. But big things are always around the corner. Um, and as long as we have a community and trust in one another, we can we can make some fun stuff. And I think that's end game. And that's that should always be end game, I think. Uh, quickly, I just want to say a big, 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 big thank you to everybody. Thank you, Santi. Thank you, Bella. Thank you, Gabby. Um, this has been a really fun conversation. And I'm excited to see what you guys have in store for all of all of us. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you for having thank us. Thank you. Uh, quickly, I want to say thanks to RTV Maastricht for offering us a space to do this stuff. Uh, and I also want to say thank you to Code043 for offering us resources to do this stuff also. It's a big help. Um, in terms of a, a quick cultural agenda, I know Left Life is having a cafe at Mandrel tonight. Uh, pop up, show up, support the Mandrel. There'll be some Sonder copies there. There'll be some Sonder magazines mm. there. Get a copy. Um, Santi has some events coming up for Feminists of Maastricht. Check yeah. out the Facebook page. Um, Sonder, I'm sure, also has fun stuff in store. Check out their Facebook pages and everybody's social media. Share some love. Give someone a hug. 
Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next Wednesday. Uh, we'll see you there. Um, and I think I think I want to close out with a song. Uh, yeah, two songs. I think that's about that's about right. Would yeah. one of our guests want to cue up another song? Well, yeah. No? Okay, <laughs> that's okay. Um, <laughs> first, I want to cue us out with a song called Ooh, Shadish, Shadaya, uh, from the new Bonnie Iver album. Great album. Please listen. Fantastic album. So good. And then after that, I think I want to play West Savannah by Outkast from the seminal 1998 album Equimony, single-handedly put Southern rap on the map. Take a listen. Enjoy. Thank you. Have a good night.
Um, I wanted to play West Savannah by Outkast, but Sachit uh, didn't do that, so he's going to do that now. Thank you, Sachit. Enjoy. <laughs> I'm back off in this bitch one more time to drop this rhyme by where my roots at. So oh, a west side is in the house and a Fraser home is in the house. A Cloverdale is in the house and a Savannah G8 is in the house. So check February 1st, 1975, it happened. Was born in West Savannah way before I started rapping. My mama had a nigga at the age of 15. My daddy was sending that sack now, he's got responsibility. Stayed at me granny's while me mammy was at work and she couldn't watch my every move, so did I started serving around. Fraser home down in the west side project changing over booze steps and hitting a lick for sexy i'm just a player like that my jeans just sharply creased i got a rest my t-shirt and my cap is slightly pointed he's so blind a floating a broom is what i'm spoken side is in my shape deck i'm moving in slow motion why so meet me deep in the streets that's where i learned the capers i'm slick and blunt slick and lead rolling reaper papers i'm slightly slouched in the teeth off in my bucket but the niggas around the app and the hoes they love me they wanna be me and my family too because the money that I make be put and cable off in every room So follow the fiends, follow my lead through the nooks and crannies It's everyday life off in my hood, so come and holler at me But go head on with that foolishness, bitch Let me get lovely with my sir because I'm true to this shit And if you coming with eight dollars, you should have a look Because the west side ain't taking no shouts on the down to ride up And it don't stop, and it don't quit Like that now, like that now, like this And it don't quit and it don't stop, and it don't quit, like that, like that, like that, like that, and it don't stop, and it don't quit, like that, see niggas in the south, where go teeth and go chains, been doing it for years, so these niggas ain't gonna change, they coming around the ghetto, so you might call them so, been wearing furry kango, so that shit is old, you might sling a rock or two just to pay the rent, Five dollars for a table dance, so now your money's spent. You listen to that booty shake music in your trunk. As long as there's that tick tick followed by that bump. I'm down to stick a hoe with shit, got a G strang. Cause the niggas in the point ain't changed, man. You might call us country, but we's only southern. And I don't give a bump, he won't spot the spark another. And it don't stop, and it don't quit. Like that, like that, like this. And it don't stop. And it don't quit like that now, like that now, like this. And it don't stop, and it don't quit like that now, like that now, like this. And it don't stop, and it don't quit like that now, like that now, like this. And it don't stop, and it don't quit like that now, like that now, like this. And it don't stop, and it don't quit. Like that, and like that, and like this. 
luistert naar RTV Maastricht. 87.5 op de kabel, 107.5 in de ether. Dit is Ewald van Liemt met het radionieuws. De voor volgende zomer geplande renovatie van het Binnenhof in Den Haag wordt definitief een jaar uitgesteld. De verantwoordelijk staatssecretaris Knops waarschuwde daar onlangs al voor. Behalve de stikstofproblemen zijn er ook aanvullende beveiligingseisen en moeten er meer medewerkers dan eerst een plaats krijgen in het gebouw. De verbouwing van het Binnenhof duurt ongeveer 5,5 jaar en kost zo'n 500 miljoen euro. De Tweede Kamer verhuist tijdelijk naar het oude ministerie van Buitenlandse Zaken. Archeologen hebben vlakbij de Egyptische stad Luxor op een oude begraafplaats 20 verzegelde doodskisten uit de tijd van de farao's gevonden. Het is volgens het Egyptische ministerie van Oudheden 